Christina. Molly, what's the fresh hips? What is the hip hop happening? <laughs> How the hell are you? What are your highlights, lowlights this week, girl? Oh, so, so good. I was in New York with all my bezies. New York, your other bezies. Unique New York, other bezies. And the sun was shining. Life was good. I had a New York bagel with a shit ton of cream cheese. Oh, hell yeah. It was so good. So that was my highlight. Lowlight, I was deathly hungover on a work call. <laughs> <laughs> which probably wasn't the best, but I made it through again. Bagel, cream cheese, OJ. We're grooving. <laughs> what was your highlight and low light? No changes there. <laughs> uh, low light was I saw one of the worst plays of all time. Don't go and see it. In which one? The West End of London. We will. We will not say names. We will shall not say the names because I don't want people to and not necessarily go and see them. But I also really don't want them to see it because it's so bad. But I will say that it's a classic play that has been modernized and should have never have been modernized. <laughs> but the tickets were ten pounds, so we move. We move. And then my highlight is that I'm in the process of looking for new corporate girl opportunities and had a really good meeting so I'm feeling good I'm congrats feeling good. just takes yes. one and you're in your back baby you're back she's back she's back <laughs> baby girl back I'm excited for you <laughs> so much good on the horizon so much good so Christina today we're talking about attachment styles attachment styles and dating yes yeah, two things that we're working on. Work in progress. <laughs> and shout out to London daters. It's it's a tough world out there. It is tough. It's a very tough world out there. We're yeah, very much doing the work on ourselves and just being feelers out there. But I would love to hear about your take on attachment styles. I know that we're there's kind of three different attachment styles. Attachment styles. I did just do the test that you sent me. And I'm a fearful avoidant. Girl, me too. We're both fearful avoidants. Okay, here we go. Here is the definition. Relationships can feel chaotic, confusing, and overwhelming because you swing between being avoidant and anxious. So we get the best of both worlds. Oh. We're both hot and cold. <laughs> she's yes and she's no. She's in and she's out. Okay, so that's the uh, avoidant style. There's also the secure style. Okay. Which is like you're secure, you're happy in yourself, and then there is the anxious style, right? Those are like the three the three different styles that people traditionally can be. This is all all theory. It's you know, it changes a lot. It's just one psychologist's view of things, but I think it is really interesting, especially to think about like both romantic and friends and stuff like that when you know more about your style. Um, so after you did the quiz, tell me, well, what, what was your vibe? What are you thinking now? How does this change the last couple of years for you? Yeah, I think just realizing all of the things that I used to do or still do. And yeah, I don't know. I don't know where it comes from. I think understanding how I grew up and how I was shown love, how I show love really plays into certain relationships. And yeah, I'm definitely... I thought it was definitely an avoidant. I didn't know it was as anxious as it says that I am. Are they going to text? Am I texting? Am I texting too much? Am I not talking enough? But for me, being an, again, the avoidance is quite more prominent, I would say, because I'm one of those, well, I don't need you anyway. <laughs> if you don't text me back, 
F that. I'm moving on. I'm over it. I'm on to the next. And I just run away and hide under a couch and say, F you. So that's me. What about you? How do you, what's as a fearful, anxious avoidant? Is that what it is? Yeah. I'm, I'm, I think from like a romantic perspective, it means that I've, I tend to have relationships that could last maybe till a year and then they're gone. And I think it presents me that I, um, don't necessarily trust people as much and I um yeah I think I have date a lot of people but I don't necessarily date the nice right people Mm. and I really have been looking into it the last couple months from also a like friendship perspective and like sibling perspective because as I think I've said before that I am going through quite a lot like personally and when I'm going through big things from like a lifestyle perspective I tend to like push people away and I'm really like, not necessarily secretive, but I like, I have the people who I feel closest to around me and everyone else I just try and avoid. And the people who I have conflict with or the people that um, I I think are currently not matching my energy, I try and avoid them. And I was trying to, and the last couple of weeks, I've been trying to really understand why do I do that? What is the reasoning behind it? And then trying to like understand, is it my poor communication? Is it because I'm scared of being vulnerable and all this kind of stuff and um I've listened to a lot of podcasts I've been on six talk a lot love it and yeah I'm I'm doing the work on myself and you know if I've had conflict with friends or with siblings I'm trying to be really clear of why I'm doing that and uh, apologizing and assuming good and telling them I'm assuming good intent etc I think that's a great point because I think when I did the test, I always just think of romantic relationships. Yeah. But it's a lot of different relationships, relationships with yourself, your friends, family. And so why do you think, that's great though, that you're, we're doing the work. We're We're doing the work. We're We're doing doing the work. work. Why in relationships do you think that one year is the trigger? So apparently it's because, well, this is what the psychologist said in his podcast. I always say this, by the way, because Christina says podcast like this, which I love. It's like her quirk. Um, <laughs> but um, in this podcast I was listening to, the psychologist said that avoidance tend to have lots of date a lot of people, meet a lot of people, but they tend to only get into relationships with people who match up to their values. Mm. Because in their opinion, and this isn't necessarily right, that they think that the people they end up with should have high moral standing. So after a year, they realize that that person is not for them. And then they kind of break off that relationship, which is the story of my life. (laughs) So I was like, this is true. I was like, is this story about me when she was doing the podcast? Is this about me? Yeah. So I was like, okay, I need to try and work on this and understand why why I do this like from a romantic perspective from a familial perspective and friendship perspective um and you know I've been dating a little bit in London which we'll definitely get into as well we'll get into (laughs) and I went on a date with this lovely man a medic just to get it in there (laughs) smart (laughs) he had and smart and I'm he basically messaged me a lot and I'm not used to um, men or because I am presenting hetero, but I'm open. And um, and 
uh, yeah, anyway, sorry, he was messaging me a lot and I was like, this guy is cool. And we'd <laughs> gone out once and then we go in out a second time and I'd had a moment and had a kind of a weird day and I met him and we ended up talking about attachment styles and I basically was like, I think you're an anxious avoidant. And I said that to him and he was like, I'm definitely secure. And then Oh. Did he did he think did he think he was or is he? So he so we did the quiz together. <laughs> I love this is a first date. <laughs> this is a second date. Okay, second date. Second date. I, I love that. A couple of gin and swanics down. <laughs> and we had a we had a uh, we had a wall and he did <laughs> <laughs> and he, uh, yeah, he was a secure, he oh. a secure attachment style. And he was like, well, I think that you, that you think I'm anxious because you're not used to people being nice to you. Oh, bless. I know. It's just quite deep. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow. I was like, this guy knows, knows what's up. So anyway, so it kind of inspired me to be like, okay, I need to try and know more about myself and understand why I present in different ways. And I'm Trying to trying to work on that, you know. Wait, were you anxious from the first date to the second date, and then we're like, peace out if he's not texting me, going into the avoidant. I think so. I know. I think I actually really fancied him at the first date, which freaked me out because I never normally fancy people aesthetically can fancy them, but I don't necessarily fancy their personality, which sounds really shallow. But it just and that's an avoidant, right? That's a classic mm. avoidant. Mm-hmm. Um, so I. So I was trying to work through that. That's why I started doing all the research. I was like, what the F is happening to my brain? And then after the second, I was like, yeah, I am an, an avoidant. And yeah, we talked through it. I love that you guys were so vulnerable on your date. Yeah. Open. It was, That's amazing. It was interesting. It's also worth noting that people who are, you know, as we're both neurodiverse, um, we can present differently in, in romantic relationships and in friendships, et cetera. So I think it's also important to like caveat that with all these different styles that, you know, we are already coming from a place that we are not neurotypical. So we need to, you know, give people grace and mm-hmm. hopefully be given some grace. So that, I think my ADD, thank you for sharing that. Mm-hmm. And so just on that point, my, um, I've been texting with this, gentlemen we were texting the other day you know just back and forth whatever then i just unloaded and it was an impulse thing oh wow and i just did a long paragraph and i thought oh 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 that was my weird impulse add oh lord i just unloaded way too much and i wanted to tell him that's my add yeah but I, it's weird over texting, you know, just be like, eek, uh, reply. That was a weird impulsive ADD thing. Sorry for unloading. So I don't know. I'm still working through how does this, yeah, how do you showcase who you are, your anxious attachment, how your brain works, how you, you know, want to be loved or how you want to share love. There's just so much. Yeah. And I think it's also just with everything it's communication so if you are dating someone or you're getting to know someone if you feel comfortable I'd recommend speaking to them and saying I you know I am neurodiverse I am an avoidant I'm working on not being an avoidant because your attachment style can change I'm working to be more secure and be more committed these are all the things that I'm doing so people can you know understand a little bit more I love that. Or And here's how things that you can do to help me exactly. cope with my anxiety if I don't hear from you. I think the biggest one that people hear is texting. I want them to text me all day to know that I feel loved or, you know, feel important to them. But 
people have got lives and jobs yeah. and things going on. And so, like you said, I think communication is key. Yeah. It's so interesting, actually, because my communication style and dating with pals, I don't care. Voice note me. They can call me, whatever. But if I'm like dating you, I'm like, you can send me a voice note or we can chat once or twice that day. But I'm not really that fussed about in the early stages, at least, about big chats throughout the day, I'd rather have a little bit of contact and then like plan. For me, it's planning. It's really unattractive to me when people don't plan the next thing with you. If they want to see you, obviously, like you can get ghosted or they might not like you or it might not work or whatever. But that's a big thing as well, right? I, I feel the same. I don't need the texting throughout the day. No. Just give me the, the date and time you want me to see me. Yeah. So on that note, what is your love language? Oh, so my love language is, um, <laughs> and I, sorry, just oh, no. to interrupt. I think there's differences of how you receive love and then how you give it. Okay. So that's a really interesting point. So my <laughs> love language is, or oh, I think you can have a few, um, words of affirmation because I've got massive ego. <laughs> Feed my ego. <laughs> um words of affirmation and also like i think it's time spent i think that's what it's called or whatever oh quality time quality time yeah because for me it's like about spending you know getting to know that person on a deeper level understanding what makes them tick and it doesn't need to be anything dramatic like an art exhibition or a th the theater or gigs or fucking paddle boarding or whatever that for me is like more exciting to, than texting someone or whatever um and then i like I think my love language to give is acts of service, mm, mm -hmm. um, which in the past I think is presented as a kind of mothering, but I don't want that to come across next time. So I'm working on it being more about some service in the sense like, can I help that person cook a nice meal for them? Or, you know, are they... Uh, can I can I can I help them with something professionally? I don't know. Try not to do that though. I've done so many dude CVs. It's <laughs> never been cute. Uh, did you get paid for that? No, I paid that. in other ways, but not. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> not appropriate. We'll take that. Um, yeah. What are yours? I love that. I would say the receiving physical touch. Oh, but not. It's more of just you know if you're out and it's just a cute little handhold cute. or just a little just a little cheeky thing there, and. Um, acts of service I love I had a guy one time that drove he was driving around dropping off um, joints <laughs> love London. and he called me said hey can I I'll drop off some weed for you and I thought we're getting married like this is my dream <laughs> he's the one because I thought he drove 45 minutes he was doing a run it wasn't like wait was he a drug dealer <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like it but he wasn't but I, he was like, no, I'm in the, the area. Still, I thought, we're getting married. This is my husband. <laughs> yeah, this is it. Call, call it it. Um, oh and I, I now I think also quality time. Yeah. I, I never realized how important that was. Obviously, I'm one of those, I still need my friends. I need time with the girls. I need to go out, the gays. I, I need my, my, my alone time. Yeah. But I do love a good quality time cooking and things like that. And then I think for giving, I would say, I, I would say acts of service cooking things like that and I am a gift giver but not in the Aww. sense of things that cost money but things that are special where just like quirky things that would make them feel their favorite chocolate or their favorite baseball game getting front row seats things that are experiences and things that kind of would last a, an impression that they will never leave me <laughs> 
That's basically oh, what it is. I love that. And how are you exploring more about your attachment style and more about how like you want to date? Yeah. Well, I think just doing the work and doing these exercises and quizzes and realizing, oh, when I don't hear from them, I get pissed off and delete their numbers and never want to hear from them again. <laughs> and I just assume that they die. <laughs> they always fall off a cliff. They've gone. They've gone. <laughs> when they ghost, they died. I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding you. I, when the guy um, a couple of years ago, just all of a sudden just stopped. He ghosted me. I would look up his obituary <laughs> to see if he actually died. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. I literally thought he died. I was like, there's no reason why he would not be texting me or calling me. <laughs> In some other ways, though, that you're like, oh, my gosh, you know yourself. And you're like, I'm, I'm a whole piece of shit. And people should be texting me. <laughs> okay, if he got into a car accident, I need to know. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds crazy. But that happened. And then, but yeah, I think just understanding when you're anxious, put the phone down, live your life. I think the one thing that we're learning is you got to love yourself, take yourself on a date, yeah. go to the play, go to the theater, go to the museum. And also I'm working on being more vulnerable. Can't even say it. <laughs> <laughs> Are you even that vulnerable? Then? <laughs> I can't even say vulnerable. Um, just my feelings and how I feel about people. Because again, I I'm the same way. Where I'm like, I'm the press. They should be chasing me. But how how would they know if I don't express that I like them? Yeah. So what about you? Yeah, I think I feel the same. I'm trying to be as open as possible, um, and love myself more. I think because I'm going through such a big personal change, I love myself but I don't love myself I love myself six months ago oh I know so the next couple of months I'm trying to be like I am amazing I'm worth whatever xyz so I'm trying to work myself as well and see what's out there yeah you are amazing Molly you're amazing you're amazing people you're amazing and we you know, love this we love this <laughs> maybe we should date each other <laughs> come back from Costa Rica and then We'll see where it goes. Let's see what's happening. <laughs> but, you know, the DMs are open, everyone. Like, we're... We're doing the work. We're doing the work. So come and chat to us about doing the work. I'm actually, one point, I am um, I signed up for a matchmaking service. <gasps> Love this. So next episode, we'll have to talk about the results of that. I It's through... And I'll, I'll maybe we'll add the link at the bottom of the, the podcast. But you sign up. It's 55 pounds, I believe, to be entered into the database. You submit a survey with all of your attachment styles, your values. Do you smoke? Do you drink? Think characteristics that you're looking for. And then we have a chat on Sunday. So I'm meeting with her for 45 minutes to talk about love, life, and the pursuit of happiness. I'm trying to find a mate here in London. Okay, Kate Cody. <laughs> love this for you. Okay, next episode, we're discussing this. This is fabulous. And Bad Bunny. And Molly dating Bad Bunny. <sighs> Benito, if you want me, I'm, I'm available. <laughs> no, I just love your music, but also you are an attractive human. Um, anyway, to round up the episode, give me your random ass fact of the week. Oh, I have a random ass fact, and this is just keeping with the California theme. California, baby. California, get this, experiences over 100,000 earthquakes a year. Shit. Wild. That's wild. That's a shit ton of earthquake. Have you ever experienced one? No, thank Ooh, God. Thank, yeah, you. thank God. Oh, yeah. So many. Not, Terrifying. Oh, God. Or half the time, actually, one time. This is a couple years ago in my apartment. I was home alone. <gasps> I thought that I just assumed the people upstairs were having crazy sex. <laughs> 
<laughs> the building was so old. And it was just swaying back and forth. And, and no, and then I went on Twitter at two a.m. and it was it was an earthquake. <laughs> so, yeah. What's your? We love that. Your random fact. Okay, so my random ass fact is that there are seven hundred ninety islands in Scotland. Ooh, and how many have you been to? Not enough. We Not gotta enough. go. We gotta go. We gotta go. Is but- there one that that you love the most? I love I love Harris. Harris is a gorgeous island. Gorgeous. Everyone go to Harris. Visit Scotland if you want to sponsor us. Visit Harris. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, me, Till next Molly. time. Peace out. Peace out. <laughs>